on this week's episode of News of the Week for episode 327 of the YLP Podcast. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we are... We are a week away from WrestleMania. And I am quite perturbed. That is not a word I use often. But I have been quite perturbed and angry and quite upset with how the WrestleMania build has taken place. So, well, in true Mr. YLP fashion, I think you'll be able to figure out what I'm about to do to open today's show. If not, I'll play a little riddle for you. What do you have when you take Kevin's last name, player of the Brooklyn Nets, by the way, take out the D and don't worry about you. And there's four letters left in perfect order. That's what's going to be going down on today's opening segment. We're going to have to be talking about WrestleMania. We really need to talk about WrestleMania. And just for warning, there will be some very colorful language. So if you don't want your children near you for the next, well, I don't know how long, just make sure they're out of the room for the opening segment. Also, I have news on The Rock actually opening up about struggles dudes have with mental health. This is an article from WrestlingInc.com. We're going to be very... This is going to be a very in-depth show this week. Um, and we're going to be talking about mental health. We're going to be talking about certain things. And I'm going to provide a trigger warning in this segment and before the segment when we start talking about these articles. Um, because this, you know, has some very interesting things. and talking about mental health and suicides and all that stuff. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a story of what happened to me back early in the pandemic in 2020 to try to give you guys some perspective. So we're going to be talking about that. Also, we found out today... And by today, I mean yesterday. Uh, we found out a legend is retiring, uh, has made his retirement pretty much legitimate on yesterday's episode of First Take. We'll talk about who that is. And we finally found out who will be this year's recipient of this year's Warrior Award for the Hall of Fame. All of that and more on episode 327 of the YLP podcast. And, uh, well, there's not really much more to say besides the fact that, um, let's hit that intro, let's get it started, and with that being said, let us begin. It has been quite some time since I opened up an episode of the YLP podcast with silence. For those of you who are new to the YLP podcast, first and foremost, welcome. Welcome to the YLP realm. I hope you enjoy your stay. Well, for those of you who have been around for quite some time, maybe you've been a day one, and I appreciate you for that, or you've been around for a little bit of time. When silence is above the YLP realm, there's only one thing that is going on, and that means I am quite pissed off about something in the world of professional wrestling. We really need to talk about WrestleMania. 
We are literally, as of this recording, of course, one week away. Mind you, it is April 26, 2022. Welcome to the YLP Podcast. I am your host, Mr. YLP himself, flanked by my lovely, floofy son, Mr. YLP Jr. Tell hello to the people, Milo. Hi, everybody. Hope everyone's having a really good day. And I hope you guys, if you decide to, have some wonderful chicken. Oh, I'm sorry, chimkin on your plate sometime over the weekend and I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be laying down next to my dad and hopefully he doesn't say too many bad words because I don't want him to be that kind of influence but nonetheless he will be saying some words about Wrestlemania back to you dad (laughs) thank you Milo this will probably be as happy as I am during this segment of the show I'm literally staring at the Wrestlemania Match cards for night one and night two, April 2nd and April 3rd. And I sit here today on April 26th, 2022, disappointed in WWE. Quite fucking disappointed in WWE. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, winner takes all match. Edge versus AJ Styles. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. And everything else on these cards seems like a fucking afterthought. As much as I do have hope for WrestleMania every single year, and literally the almost four years I've been doing this as the, uh, with the YLP podcast and the time I spent with Wrestling With Issues, so basically five plus years? Turn maybe six? I don't know. I have never seen a more disappointing build to WrestleMania than what I am seeing right now. I've watched a few Raws here and there on the build on the road to WrestleMania. I'm not going to lie. It just kind of pisses me off that it comes on at 9 o'clock on YouTube TV. But hey, I'm not going to complain. What I will complain about is the fact that WrestleMania, as it stands right now, feels like a B-level pay-per-view. The build to this show, the show of shows, the granddaddy of them all, the showcase of the immortals. Feels more like I'm about to watch Hell in a Cell. And you know how much I despise gimmick pay-per-views as it is. Why in the fuck should I care about Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin? Why? Why in the absolute dog shit fuck should I give a fuck about Rey Mysterio and his kid Dominic facing The Miz and Logan Paul. Why? Why should I even bother even wanting to watch an Anything Goes match with Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn? Why? I have to ask, why? Because the WWE... Who was on crap? 
for the life of me. I can't understand how you have what I believe is the lowest level of hype for a WrestleMania I may have ever seen in my entire life. If you believe in your heart of hearts, this feels like a WrestleMania season to you, you haven't been watching and paying attention correctly. Stand and deliver for NXT is going to go on mere hours before night one. Why? Why? Because I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you on this. I'm not. WWE. In their infinite fucking wisdom. Thinks it's just a grand idea to just give us this. After everything they've done in 2021, they deserve this. Look at this card. Look at it. Up and down. Really inspect it and dissect it. And you are looking at... Honestly... I mean, does this is giving me vibes of what? WrestleMania 9? The worst pay-per-view ever? The worst WrestleMania ever, I believe? I'm going to look it up as I'm talking to you. Because this is, this is ridiculous. This whole WrestleMania season has been ridiculous. It's, it, it's honestly a joke. It's, it's honest. It's not honestly a joke. To look at the simple fact of just like. Just everything. Everything about this has just been terrible. Everything about this has been terrible. going to go into Wrestlemania and just believe in four marquee matches four four I mean sure Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory will be interesting and I'm sure it'll be a dark horse for matches on the night for night two and possibly the weekend depending on who you ask but I had this feeling and I've been having this feeling ever since probably February that this Wrestlemania is going to be rushed four weeks ago I was having that thought that this WrestleMania is sort of feeling rushed. And when you look at the card up and down both nights, they're making it more so about night one than night two. They moved Edge versus AJ Styles out of night two, which honestly, in my opinion, was a dumbass decision. You could have swapped out maybe a tag match, put that on the card. But I guess you didn't want to overshadow Logan Paul's debut in the WWE. I don't even know why he's on here. I don't. All we had last year was Bad Bunny and he killed it. Most of this card seems rushed. 
it it feels rushed. It has that feeling of being rushed. <clears throat> I can't seem to understand it. I can't. <clears throat> Excuse me. Especially... And I'm going to bring it up, and I really don't care. Because this is my rant, and I don't give a shit. I just watched AEW Revolution a few weeks ago. What, two weeks ago? It would be technically three tomorrow. And I watched one of the best shows I've ever seen. In a quite some time, in terms of, like, up and down card. Talked about it on... What was it? Do, do, do. So, 325? I talked about it up and down. I looked up and down this car and I'm just looking at a, a, a freaking nap time. I'm looking at so many goddamn bathroom breaks. Because honestly, I don't want to come here April 9th, 2022. And saying I told you so. But it has that feeling of I told you so. It has that feeling of I'm going to be right again. And I don't want to be. I don't. I honestly don't want to be. I tell you all, all the time I would rather be proven wrong than be proven right. And come April 9th, I am probably going to be having to come on this show. Episode 329 of the YLP podcast and say I told you so. I don't want to be that guy. But in this case, I'm probably going to be right. I don't care about some DJ performing on the show. I really don't. Because there are so many will always have their celebrities, their performances and all that stuff. All that. But when you think WrestleMania, you don't think Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. You don't think of Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin, which, which honestly, in my honest opinion, is a fucking absolute injustice for Drew McIntyre. Absolute fucking injustice to Drew McIntyre. Really, th that's the best you could do for Drew McIntyre was put him in a bullshit-ass feud against lower mid-card talent. Really? That's the best you could do. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio are in a tag match with the Lit Miz and Logan Paul. When, in all actuality, you have the opportunity to actually make Dominic a heel and face his dad at WrestleMania. That's the best you could do. The Fatal 4-Way match for the Tag Team uh, Women's Tag Team Championship. Okay. You're just throwing people in just so they can get a WrestleMania payday. 
Like, Natalya and Shayna Baszler as a tag team, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan as a tag team. The only credible tag team out of the four is Sasha Banks and Naomi. Why? Because they were on a team before. Team bad. Look it up. But the only reason I don't give a shit is because you haven't made the women's tag team division anywhere near the word relevant. Anywhere. Rhea Ripley just got out of a, of a thing with Nikki Ash and they're just going to put her in another tag team when she's literally one of the top women you have on Raw's division. You know what I would rather see Rhea Ripley do? I would rather see, I would honestly, if you wanted to make it a, an even better Raw Women's Championship match, Put her in there and make it a triple threat. When you think of WrestleMania, what comes to mind? You harken back, well, if you're made, WrestleMania 17, all the time, every single time. Simpler times, very simpler times, much simpler times. When a WrestleMania card was actually one night. The best of the best facing each other at the biggest show of the year. All roads led to WrestleMania, and that was your moment to shine. The WrestleMania moment, they called it. This feels nothing like a WrestleMania to me. This feels like four big matches and everything the fuck else. To fill time. Because when I look at this card, I do not think WrestleMania. I don't. I look at it, and I'm just like... Like, when we were like, what, two weeks ago? And we, we were looking at the card, and there was only like a few matches that they had pulled together. And I'm thinking in my head, how the fuck are they going to fill the rest of this card? And now you're seeing it in full display. Mind you, I haven't, I haven't watched SmackDown in about five weeks. I haven't. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I keep shit transparent. I haven't watched SmackDown in five weeks. Not even the replays on FS1 or FS2. Just don't. It doesn't pique my interest. Because literally in my mind, it's Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and then it's everything else. Where the fuck is Ricochet? Man's just won the Intercontinental Championship, and from what I see over here on wikipedia.fucking.org, he ain't even on the damn card. Scott Hall just passed away last week, and you can't even have the audacity, the gall, the cojones to actually give us a Scott Hall Memorial Ladder Match for the Intercontinental Championship. This is if we're being brutally honest, most people, when they think ladder match, the old heads, the nostalgia heads like myself, I hearken back to Scott, not Scott Hall, uh, Razor Ramon for Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10 for the Undisputed Intercontinental Championship. One of the best matches, one of the best matches personally of my life, because it revolutionized the ladder match as a whole, but it really had a story within the match itself. And it was beautiful. Brilliant! I don't even see the United States Championship on here either. I really don't. So fuck the mid-card then. Fuck your mid-card titles. 
Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. No one's fucking with this match. If you are, good for you. But I told y'all, I told y'all it was going to be Charlotte versus Ronda. They were never going to give us Ronda versus Becky. And if they do, you're going to have to wait a year. A whole entire year for Becky versus Ronda. And even then, even then, are you going to be actually uh, interested in this matchup? Then, depending on how they book it, I ain't. Again, I haven't watched SmackDown in the last five weeks. So whatever was going on with Charlotte and Ronda, I don't care. Because I chose not to. I, for the life of me, can't honestly understand how in the absolute dog shit hell you're going to give me this. I mean, and, and don't even, and, and the whole thing with the, you know, Stone Cold KO, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be great. That's going to close out night one, hopefully, and be fantastic. Excuse me. If it closes out night one, cool. If it doesn't, cool. But I can't I can't just like stand around and just look around and just not let y'all know how I absolutely feel about WrestleMania right now. Like I feel like I'm I feel like I'm why I feel like it's Groundhog Day, in a sense. Wake up, same shit over again with this. A year ago, compared like WrestleMania 37 last year, we got honestly what I believe was a proper was a solid show, and I had my worries about that too. I always will. That's how it goes. Again, this is your biggest event of your year. This is the everything. Like WrestleMania is your sh- is like this is this is it this, this is the, cul- the so called culmination of a year's long storylines. Half the time WWE doesn't even know the word long term, and it shows on this card. It shows. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, ladies and gentlemen. Most of, most of these matches absolutely came up starting at Royal Rumble. The only one that was long-term, that felt long-term, was Lesnar and Reigns. Edge AJ only made sense because it fucking made sense. Usos, Nakamura, and Boogs for, if I had to give y'all a guesstimate, probably just popped up around the last two, three weeks. Raw Tag Team Championship, RK Bro, Steve, Street Profits, Apple Academy. Looks like an interesting matchup. Why do I care? That's the thing. That's the question you should be asking yourself. Why do I care about WrestleMania? Why should I care? Why do I need to give a fuck about WrestleMania? Because for the life of me, I don't, For at least on my end, I don't fucking know. Again, I always hope that, personally, WWE actually proves me wrong and provides us a great fucking show. I, won't, I, won't, I don't mind eating crow every once in a while if I know I deserve it.
But seriously. If you had to ask me on a scale of 1 to 10 where my hype is for WrestleMania, I'm literally at a one and a half. Because I don't feel that WrestleMania feeling you're supposed to feel. I don't get that. I don't get those goosebumps thinking about, yo, this card's about to... Who in their right fucking mind is excited about McIntyre versus Corbin? The Mysterios versus Miz and Logan Paul. Johnny Knoxville versus... Who's excited for this shit? Who? Who? Possibly the WWE apologists who don't really give a shit or casual fans who pretty much just come around and, you know, they look at the guy. I don't give a fuck. This is the biggest of the big four. Every time. And it has to deliver. I've been saying this for weeks to people off air. They have to they have to deliver on this one. With everything they did in 2021 with the, with uh, what getting rid of what 80 talents and staff, 80 members of the talent and staff, close to it. Exposed WWE very fucking quick, didn't it? Barely had tag team divisions to fill up on Raw and SmackDown. Your women's divisions look atrocious. Yeah. Deal with it. Your mid-card is trash. Your main event scene is about as predictable as me going to the bathroom multiple times a day. And you mean to tell me this WrestleMania is going to be stupendous? Get the fuck out of here. The only time I need to hear the word stupendous is on Barney. I don't think they get it. I honestly don't believe they get it. I honestly don't get it. I'm trying to figure out how anyone could be excited for WrestleMania 38 and I can't. I don't... Like... Do like do you like it's appalling. It's quite appalling. That you're gonna come out here and tell me I need to get excited about this card. I'm not. I wish I was. I would love to be. I would love to be excited for this card. We can throw half of these matches out right the fuck now. Because most of these matches, honestly, in my honest opinion, are for, are, should be reserved for shows like Roadblock, Fastlane, Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania Backlash. Which I can't understand for the fucking life of me why that's still a thing. But again... I looked at WWE. Who was on crack? 
and expect me to be excited about this card. If you're excited for this card, good for you. I mean, I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take away your joy. I will not steal your energy from you. That is your opinion, and that is yours to keep and hold on to. Whether it be wrong, right, or anything in between. Mr. YLP still loves you. And Mr. YLP Jr. loves you too. And so does Miss YLP, my mom. Appreciate you, Milo. But I can't sit here and say I'm excited for WrestleMania. I can't. I would love to. But I can't. Because WWE really hasn't done anything to get you excited for this show. I mean, hell. Again, going back to NXT Stand and Deliver, they're doing this, what, at 11, 11, 12 o'clock in the afternoon? I've been saying for weeks now, just do it on Thursday. Make it a standalone thing. It's going to be a week-long ordeal anyway. Let NXT, if, and honestly, and th this is this is the real deal right here. This is the real shit. Why, why, are we, why are we making NXT feel like an afterthought this weekend? Why is Vince McMahon... And I know he's not. It's jokes. I leave it alone. <laughs> it's jokes. How are you gonna have your your developmental on in the same fucking day as WrestleMania Saturday? Come on, fam. Come on, fam. Come on. The model was there for you for Triple H. Hall of Fame Thursday, NXT show Friday, then have your big four show. Here, have your WrestleMania. Well, they probably did that because they didn't want to get outshined by NXT back in the day. Because they was whooping their ass for a majority of the time. NXT was on the same weekend on big four cards. NXT, I'm showing them. Because Vince McMahon didn't want that a repeat. So you put them on the same day as WrestleMania. Damn. Damn. Come on, fam. This is NXT we're talking about. Who is watching NXT stand and deliver? Mind you. What is it? Let me, let me, let me look this shit up because I'm pretty much done with this fucking card. I'm, I'm tired of looking at it. Just tired of looking at it. Pissing me off. So is my laptop. But that's all a different story for another day. Got too many tabs open right now. That's how I feel. But the fact that you're going to have Stand and Deliver on the same day as WrestleMania, they, they come the fuck on. Like, it's going to be on 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Who in the fuck is going to the show in Dallas? Who? Who's going? If you're going to WrestleMania, I mean, I know one of the members of WrestleMania's radio team, I will not say who, is going to be at WrestleMania. I don't know if he's going to go to the Stand and Deliver show and then go to WrestleMania on the same day. 
Don't get it twisted. When we had that nine-hour godforsaken bullshit WrestleMania in Jersey, I felt like I had to take a nap. I did not miss one match of that card. I didn't. I'm a trooper and a glutton for punishment. Sue me. But come on. What are we doing here, WWE? I pray. I pray on everything I'm wrong. That WrestleMania will actually be better than I expect it to be. But as of right now, as it stands one week before the show of shows, one week before the granddaddy of them all, one week before the showcase of the immortals. All I see is a bunch of mere mortals. Well, Roman and Brock. But this doesn't have a feeling of the showcase of the immortals. It doesn't. It feels like a B-level pay-per-view. Mixed in with A-level show A-level show talent. Mixed in with some B-level WrestleMania backlash bullshit. And, I mean, honestly, I, I would encourage you. I would I recommend. I would love to hear your thoughts. Send me a... Nice little voice messages over on anchor.fm slash Young Lions Perspective or on anchor.fm slash Russell Addict Radio or ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com or any of the other wonderful podcasting uh, apps that we uh, do distribute to. Let me know. What are your thoughts on WrestleMania? What are you thinking a week prior to WrestleMania? Where, where are you at? What are you feeling? I would love to know. Excuse me. And if we get it and if, we, uh, if I get a couple of you guys, you know, Come through, you know, say your piece. I'll feature it on an, uh, I'll feature it on, you know, the, uh, either the April 2nd show or April 9th. Depending on which way you're leading. <laughs> but seriously, I want you guys' voice to be heard. I want to know where you guys are at. I want to know what you're thinking. What do you think about WrestleMania? What are your thoughts going into next week? Everything in between. Because as it stands right now, I've said my piece. And honestly, <laughs> excuse me, WWE. You got to deliver. Not stand and deliver. You have to deliver. Or everything that we saw y'all do in 2021 will be exactly what I thought it was. Reaping what you've sown. You've made the bed. It's time to lie in it next week. Hopefully it's comfy and not a bed of nails. That's going to conclude this opening segment of the YLP podcast. Thank you for sticking in. Thank you for tuning in as well. When we come back, I got another little bit of a segment. Um, this is just going to be a standalone segment here. We're going to be talking about mental health. Um, of course, with the pand- with pandemic and everything, a lot of people's mental health was kind of wrecked a little bit. We're going to be talking about that. And we're going to go over to WrestlingInc.com with The Rock opening up about struggles dudes have with mental health, as well as talking about an article for Mandatory.com slash WrestleZone, with, if my laptop decides to act up correctly. There we go. Big E opens up about past battle with depression, commends college football star for retiring to focus on mental health. So, yes, we're going to be talking about a couple of big things over there on the other side of episode 327 of the YLP podcast. Stick around. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode 327 of the YLP podcast. 
And now it is time to get in the two. Almost, almost slither there. The news of the week. The show, of course, that talks about all the news that's fit for me to talk about. And before I get into this week's news, I can actually tell you about our Discord. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, WrestleLetic Radio. We have on the Discord. Now, let me tell you how to get there because there's no actual link to get to there. Okay. Now, all you have to do is go over to uh, WrestleLetic Radio's Twitter page at addict underscore wrestle. There is a link tree link click on that you can find the discord there you'll get invited go into there and then you can go and enjoy all that is the war discord all right so again head over to twitter.com slash addict underscore wrestle look for the link tree find that discord you'll get a nice little invite from a certain gm of war and click that link and you'll be all automatically entered into the war realm all right so make sure you head over there and be a part of the WrestleMania Green Eagle Discord familia, all right? Let's get into some things. And also, this is a, a recommended trigger. Trig, words are hard, Jesus. A recommended trigger warning for anybody uh, who's going to be listening to this uh, portion of the podcast. Um, if you're a little bit um, disturbed by talking, hearing things about mental health and suicides and all this stuff, I suggest, honestly, you fast forward to the next segment where there's going to be news on, of course, Vince Russo, Shad Gaspard, and Triple H. Yes, I just pretty much gave away the rest of the show. But if you don't want to, this is not the portion of the program you want to get into or listen to at this given moment. I perfectly understand. You're not going to hurt my feelings on that. But I just wanted to put that trigger warning out there before we get in to these next two articles. All right. So you have been forewarned prior to. And if, like I said, if you want to skip to it and you don't want to listen to this segment, by all means, you, I completely 100% understand. I just think at this state and this point in the game, um, I'm trying to open myself up to more strong, more stronger issues that I believe I really do care about. And this one in particular, I really do care about, especially with men's mental health. So with all that being said, let's get into the news of the week, starting over at WrestlingInc.com. The Rock opens up about struggles dudes have with mental health. This is by Matthew Carlins. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has shared stories about his battles with depression in the past. Now he's sharing his story in a different way. Season 2 of Young Rock will depict the 18-year-old Johnson battling depression after he suffered an injury while he, was, while he was pursuing his dreams of playing football at the University of Miami. Quote, I grew up an only child and a dude. Dudes have a tendency to hold this stuff in. And you know, it's not in our nature to just talk about it because it makes us feel vulnerable. We don't want to feel vulnerable. It makes us feel weak. We shouldn't feel weak. We should have our shit together. But that's not life. End quote. The Rock says he's encouraged by other people's reactions to his personal story and is hoping to help clear some of the stigmas that often surround discussions about mental health, saying, quote, The most touching feedback that I consistently received has been our openness to talk about mental health. It was something that I was unfamiliar with when I had my first bout with depression at the end of 1990. I didn't know what it was. I just felt like, man, I feel like shit. I don't want to do anything. End quote. The Rock has recently re- teased a return to WWE TV, but there's no official word on when The Rock might return to WWE TV. He is rumored to be the intended opponent for Universal Champion Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39 in 2023, which will take place at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Now, Season 2 of Young Rock premiered last week, and producers say the season will also show The Rock's transition into the wrestling ring, including perfor- him performing as his former WWE persona, Rocky Maivia. Of course, the show airs Tuesday nights on NBC, Episode stream the following day on Peacock. Now, before I get into my opinions on these, I want to go over to mandatory.com slash WrestleZone 
and talk about Big E's um, opening up about his past battles with depression. If my laptop would actually get it shut together. Thank you. Sometimes you just gotta talk to it and it'll just uh, do the work for you, you know what I mean? Okay, now we're in. Okay, there we go. Let's get into this one. Big E opens up about past battle with depression. Demands college football star for retiring the focus on mental health by Dominic D'Angelo. I don't know why my laptop acted up today. Happens, uh, it's been like this every week. Anywho, even facing severe injury, Big E has been a bright light for the world of professional wrestling. The former WWE champion suffered a broken neck on the March 11th episode of Friday Night SmackDown and kept a positive outlook after receiving the news and in turn kept concerned family, friends, and fans at ease. Big E, however, has not been impervious to negativity and E shared a revealing story this past Monday after watching an interview with current Ohio State University linebacker Harry Miller, who decides to retire from the game as he deals with mental health. E has previously been open about his depression, but shared a story on Twitter in hopes to show many that they aren't the only ones aiming to break the stigma of mental health, saying, quote, In my early 20s, I wanted to be famous so that I, when I committed suicide, someone would care. I never thought I could be free of the sheer weight of my depression, but here I am alive and truly happy. Proud of you, Harry Miller. End quote. Now, Big E revealed the revealing news, relieving news, that he has no spinal damage and no surgery will be required in his road to recovery. And of course, um, if you'd like to donate in an effort of suicide prevention, you can do so at America Foundation for Suicide Prevention. The link is in the article itself, and I have a couple links that I will give you guys at the end of this segment. Now, as far as mental health goes, um, especially for men, um, there, I know there's, you know, there'll be people out there that say, you know, you have to be strong, gotta be tough, stoic. I mean, for the most part, I am. I am quite stoic. That's why all people tell you as much, and so my mom. But going through life personally, and growing up, and you know, being a teenager, not knowing who you are, you're doing puberty, you know, all this shit. You know, at one point. 16 years old. I was depressed. I guess you would call it that. I didn't know what it was then. I was just in a huge funk. Feel me? I always had, I had the thought of just like, not knowing who I was, you know, as a person. Mind you, being 16, you know. You didn't really think about that thought like you have your whole life ahead of you type shit. I didn't understand it. I mean, raised by a single mom. You know, twin sister. No main father figure to look to and have as a mentor in my life. And I felt lost. I felt like, you know, I don't know. I just felt at one point I felt like I didn't like nothing mattered because I didn't understand that, you know, I didn't see the future as of yet. I mean, 16 year old. You know, you don't know what the fuck you're thinking 90% of the time, so. So, honestly, I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like I had an identity. I was just floating through life, all this shit. At one point, personally, I considered suicide. I did. Because I didn't understand, you know, value of a person. How value you how valuable you could be to society. I don't understand that. 
And I just felt like I had nothing to offer to the world. Thought about it. I mean, you can pretty much figure out, you know, spoiler, hi, 34 years old, still here. But then, back then, I didn't understand myself. I didn't know, you know, where I stood in the world type shit. And I got depressed. Felt like I was alone, even in my own, <laughs> even in my own home. You know, I was just in my room a lot, you know, just felt like I was on autopilot, you know, complete autopilot. It was so hard, that period in my life, feel me? And I figured, who'll give a fuck about me if I left the surf? I'm literally thinking that. Who would give a fuck about me, you know? Everyone else would be fine. Be better off not being here. Thank God I didn't do it. I don't know what the what it was that moment was, but eventually I got out of that funk. Thank God. Feel me? Now I'm thankful that I didn't do it. I'm thankful that I didn't. Because... If I didn't, if I did, I would have never graduated high school. I would have never moved to Myrtle Beach at 23. I would have never, you know, been able to understand myself as an adult, move back to Jersey in 28, really form myself over five years, and make it to Colorado. Yeah, Dad, if you weren't here, we would, you'd have never been my dad. That would have been very upsetting. And I never would have met Miss YLP. And I wouldn't be the person who I am now. Fast forward to 2020. Beginning of the pandemic. May 2020. To be exact. I remember the day like it was yesterday. And I probably, and I've honestly, this portion of this portion of it, I've actually, um, actually just talked about this in a, um, on an episode of the YLP podcast, probably around 2020, um, probably sometime around like May, June, um, there, you got, it's going to take you a little bit. You can be scrolling a little bit, but yes, the episode is on there. And I talked about, you know, the day I pretty much was just going to almost commit a felony, but I'll tell it once again, because it bears repeating. So it was May, 2020. And, you know, I guess the pandemic with the mask and everything and all this shit, I got to a point where I was angry. You know, stuff was closing, lockdowns, all this bullshit. And one day, apparently, my mind had just said, I have fucking had it. Morning portion of my work day was actually all right. It was when I came out of lunch, our lunch break, coming back. And the entire time, my mind was just going to a very dark place. They close things down. I have to wear a mask. I have no, you know, as as uh, Ricky would have told me, and he is a big factor in this. I have my, I lost my, what, they, what he calls coping mechanisms. I had my gym, I had all this stuff, and all of a sudden it's just immediately gone away. 
like that. And the loss of those made me where I was at that point. Angry, pissed off, wanting to punch someone in the face. Literally, I was quite irritable. I was very irritable. I had kept it myself for most of the time. And everybody's like, you good? I'm like, nope. I'm thankful that I said something. I said, absolutely not. And I literally, I think it was Vinny who I was working with. A.K.A. my homie. I miss you, Vinny. Hope you're doing well, brother. But I said, no. I'm not. I'm not fine. I literally feel like the next customer comes up to me, I'm going to punch in the face. Flat out. And, I mean, for me personally, I mean, I speak, I mean, sarcasm for me is like a language, you know. I'll just say stuff and people will be like, okay. And I'm like, all right, all right. But that's my humor. I'm, I'm very dark with my humor. But I wasn't being funny. I literally said, if a customer comes up to me right now, I'm thinking about punching him in the face. Didn't matter who. I was just that far gone mentally. And all I could do was just go into the back, the receiving area, because I worked at Lowe's, um, into the one of the off into the office of um, one lady. I thought I might forget her name right now. Jill, Jill, who was the receiving clerk back there, who I pretty who pretty much was like my my, my work mom. You know what I mean? And I love her, and she gave me cookies. But and so I went in there, and I just like had my hands over my head, looking down at the desk, and she's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No." I'm not. I'm not mom. I called her mom. And I was just literally ready to explode. So I only know there was one person I could call. That man was King Ricky Rose. Yes. Yes, our wonderful, lovable, looks like Keith Lee, Keith Lee doppelganger, Keith Lee stunt double. <laughs> but also, he has a background in psychology. And that's his gig, outside of WrestleLytics Radio. Breaking the fourth wall. Sorry, Ricky, but I have, to, I have to give you big ups on this one, man. I called him. FaceTimed him. Thank God he picked up. We talked for about 20 minutes. Honestly, I, I didn't work the rest of my work day. From literally 12 p.m. to 3 p.m., I didn't work. And my boss, Malik, thank God for him, was perfectly okay with that. He could have just sent me home and all that. But honestly, he let me stay. So basically, I didn't work for three hours, but I was in a very, very bad mental state. Like, I, like when I get to a very dark, me personally, I'm a ticking time bomb. I know myself. I know myself to know that if the anger, anger builds up enough and I just hold it in long enough, I will explode and everything within a five mile radius will get destroyed. At least in my head, and that's how I perceive it. I black out in anger. And what happens after I come to, well, I'll just have to figure that out when I see the destruction afterwards. That's my anger. That's how I describe it personally. And when Ricky picked up and I talked to him and told him what was going on and everything, he broke it down chapter and verse about what was going on. He knew it immediately. If it weren't for that conversation that I didn't, that I had, with, if I didn't have that conversation with Ricky, I guarantee you on everything I know and fucking love, A, I would be in jail. B, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you about this story. C, everything that ha- that would have happened 
from 2020 on, I'll probably be in a jail cell. Everything would have been gone. And I would have deserved it. But it was that conversation with Ricky that helped me understand why I was in this position and where I was and why things were why they were. Honestly, I'm not I'm not going to front to y'all. Ricky saved my life. Ricky saved my fucking podcasting career on this one. He saved everything. Without without that conversation I had with Ricky, I would have never I, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be in a jail cell. For some form of assault and battery. And a felony in New Jersey is no fucking joke. So seriously, Ricky, thank you. I know I've told you this before, but seriously, from the bottom of my motherfucking heart, thank you. You will always have a place in it because you saved it. But as far as it goes with men's mental health, you know, yes, we know we have the stigma, you know, you know, you gotta be, you know, we don't want to feel vulnerable, especially to me personally, you know, with myself, with my Miss YLP, I don't want to feel like be perceived to my girlfriend as weak. Okay. And for reasons I will not explain on air because that's my business and you can figure it out on your own. But it never hurt to talk to somebody about it. At 16, Mr. you know, as a young lion, I had really no one to turn to or felt like I had no one to turn to to discuss things. 32-year-old Mr. YLP luckily had someone who he could talk to. And that's the thing. But that's the biggest perception is that, you know, we don't want to talk about our feelings because we don't want to be seen as weak. We don't want to be perceived by our wives and our girlfriends and our families as a weak man. Because weak men can ruin society. You know, but again, like my thing was, you know, I didn't understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And all this stuff. But luckily I had someone I could actually talk to. I lucked out. I had Ricky. Ricky was my guardian angel and he doesn't he didn't even know it. Ricky saved my life. And I'm grateful to be able to understand why, you know, I was going through what I was going through and understanding, you know, all of that as a whole. I mean, fellas, it's, it's, I mean, if you don't want to, if you can't feel like you can, talk, you can talk to your wife or girlfriend about it, there's always, you know, other options and other things you can do. And I'm going to go through those with you guys right now because I have it in mid journal, you know, and at the suggestion of Miss YLP, and I think, I thank her for that. 
Um, I do have some links that you can uh, go to. Now, for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, you can call 1-800-273-TALK. All right? 1-800-273, I believe, 82... Was it 8255? See, this is sad. I mean, you have to go through... <laughs> I believe 8255, but yes, talk. On the veteran... Uh, it's 8255, yes. Because uh, for the veteran crisis hotline, same phone number... 1-800-273-8255. Press 1 if you are a veteran. And then for the... Also, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to catch myself. My apologies. Um, you can also go over to mentalhealth.gov. You can also find those two links there. You can also get some resources. Um, what's on that? I actually looked over it myself the other day. And it was really, really a lot of resources you guys can use. Um, now, you can also, in terms of the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration or... S or Sam HSA, you can go over to findtreatment.samhsa.gov. I'm going to say that one more time. Findtreatment.samhsa.gov. You can also call their national helpline. All right, one eight hundred six six two help. That's one eight hundred six six two four three five seven. If you have any. Uh, telecommunications device for the deaf um, and you're also looking for low cost or camp free counseling or free mental health services you can uh, call now for, this, now for the TDD it's 1-800-487-4889 that's for the telecommunications device for the deaf if you're looking for low cost or free counseling once again that is 1-800-662-4357 now that's for the United States side of things when looking for internationally, because I know I got some international squadron out there, shout out to my international gang. Um, I didn't find much, but you can find it, I'm sure, through your country's um, mental health services. I hopefully they have plenty for you. Um, but if you're looking for something, you can also go to findahelpline.com. Okay, findahelpline.com, and you can also look at the DBT self help um, link that they have within that website. It's dbtselfhelp.com/resources slash international dash resources and so you can find uh mental health services within your country internationally so i want to make sure you guys get there if you know somebody that is going through something like this or you know you, you know they're looking for help and you can find you provide that source for them those are the sources i provide for you guys and i'm gonna close out this segment with this fellas 2022 i understand you know we're going through a lot of shit as dudes we're going through a lot of shit. You've seen it. You've under. You've seen it. All that shit, fellas. There is no reason why you can't search for help. We as men, you know, for the most part, believe we don't need any help. But sometimes IKEA products can't build themselves. And we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Okay, that was light, but seriously. To everybody out there, if you know someone, especially guys, especially this is for dudes out there, let's let's help men help men. Fellas, if you have a friend that is going through some shit, you know, depression, mental health, anything, A, let them know you're there for them. B, let them know you're willing to talk to them in the modus notice. If you ever want to talk about it, let me know, dude. I'm here for you, bro. Because that's what bros do. Be there for our brothers. You know, with my boys, my boy Seb, my boy Jake, John, Brian, Bill, Dan, my homie Chase, 
my man's Duffy, Teddy, you know, my sister's, uh, you know, twin YLP's dude, Devon, his nephew, my nephew, his son. My nephew's my bro. He's cool with shit. Fuck you. <laughs> he likes dinosaurs. <laughs> Whatever. But I'm saying, let as men help men. Be there for our brothers. Do not leave them by themselves. Help them. I understand people may not want help. You know, if you bring if you you know bring a horse to water, you can't expect it to drink, right? But understand, be there for your brothers. Be there for your dads. Be there for your uncles, your nephews, your best friends, colleagues. Be there for them. Let's as men help men. Because what you know, everyone was affected by the pandemic. I understand that. To me personally, lockdowns were bullshit. And mess with mental health. But that's just an opinion of mine. Do you as, as you see fit. But I think the biggest thing was the pandemic with the lockdowns messed up everyone's mindset, especially men's. And a lot of men felt lost. And, made lock- and honestly, lockdowns made shit a lot worse than you think it did. Statistics prove it and no one's going to tell me otherwise. But the last thing you want is to feel helpless. That helplessness takes you to a dark place and you don't want to go to that place. I promise you. Like looking back on where I was two years ago. You know what I mean? It fucked me up. But luckily I had someone I could turn to and talk to. And that's why I gave you all those sources. So you can go get the help you need. Because again, without that conversation with Ricky, I probably either I probably wouldn't be here sitting here right now. One conversation can change a lot. It can change a change an entire life. And hopefully, to all the men out there, I hope you guys, you know, really get yourselves right. I think this is the one thing, at least with me personally, you know, mindset is everything. But if your mindset's not right, it's never wrong to be able to look to someone, you know, that could probably help you, you know, figure things out. It never hurts. It always always feels... Trust me, you'll feel a lot better letting it all out than holding it in. I promise you. I've I've had serious discussions with my boys. I've had serious discussions with my mom. I've had serious discussions, you know, with people I work with. And all this shit, you know. But it's always better to allow yourself to let it out. Find your outlet to speak on it. My outlet is this. I know me as a podcaster, I have the ability to be able to talk about certain things and give you my opinion and tell you stories of what I actually went through. I want you guys to find find an outlet. Find someone you can actually talk to. Do not let hold this shit in. Do not. I promise you, it's only going to fester. It's going to really fester. It's going to be in your body and you're going to not and they're not going to have a way to actually let it out. Because when you actually let it out, trust me when I tell you it, it's not going to lead to the outcome you fucking want. Harm is what, what the outcome will be. I promise you. Do not let that fester. 
take heed. Check out those hotlines. Check out those numbers. Check out those resources, you know, that I presented to you guys just a few minutes ago. Seriously. A better mind state will give you a better life. Promise you. A better mind state will give you a better outlook. A strong mind can make can, can lead to good things when you have a strong mindset. And knowing what those triggers are can help you. I do these segments because I love y'all. I really do. But also I want to ensure that, you know, I could use this outlet, my outlet, to be able to tell you my stories and to be able to, you know, give you resources you can use to help yourself. You're not alone in this world, y'all. I promise you, you're not. And if you're and if you're a person listening to this and you may be feeling some, you know, type of depression or that, trust me, I've been there. It's not a good place, but there is a way out. There is a way out of getting out of that mindset, I promise you. And if this helps push you towards that and not to the dark place, I promise you, my friend, I promise you. Getting the help, it's never, you can never, I mean, as a man, you know, you feel weak when you're asking for help. In this case, this could mean everything for you. It helped me. Ricky helped me. Ricky saved my life. I encourage all y'all as men to find outlets to help yourself. You know, taking a nice walk always helps. A little bit of music feels good. Feels good. Do things, you know, you know, hell, even for me, like we got a backyard now. It's a nice backyard. It's a really nice backyard. And I start, you know, I, we're in the beginning processes of reshaping the entire garden. We have ideas we want to do and there's things we have to do. We have plans in place and we want to do them, you know, that, you know, a little bit of headphone action, listening to just, you know, random YouTube videos and just listening to those and just doing that, that, you know, that was a hell of, uh, I did that two days ago, about last week. That was fun for me, you know, but it also gave me that outlet because it was uh, a plan we have in place and we're something we're looking forward to. Find your outlet, find something you're good at, you know. Talk to your friends, talk to a family member, talk to a therapist if you must. But do not let those feelings stay inside you and let them fester because they're only going to lead to something terrible. I promise you that, my friend. All right. So that's going to end our middle segment of episode 327 of the YLP podcast. Next segment, we're going to go. We're going to be going light. (laughs) We're going to talk about the remainder of the news. Of course, you know, I got to talk a little bullshit. A very sad state of affairs, apparently a particular wrestling veteran detailing why Stone Cold Steve Austin is the only person fans are excited to see. That's going to be talk- That's gonna be fun to talk about. Of course, also we found out um, earlier, yesterday morning, of who will be this year's recipient of the Warrior Award. And I'm glad this particular person is getting the Warrior Award because, trust me, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's the right call. Also... We end today's episode when we found out yesterday. Triple H has announced his in-ring retirement following, of course, his cardiac scare that went down last year. We'll discuss all of that on the final segment of episode 327 of the YLP Podcast. We'll be right back.
Alright ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the final segment of episode 327 of the YLP Podcast. And before we get into the final bit of news I have for this week, make sure you check out, of course, the rest of the family of Wrestle Addict Radio. I'm talking about, of course, Kings of the Rings Podcast. Make sure you check that out every single Wednesday night on YouTube and on the Twitch. On YouTube, you can just search for Kings of the Rings Podcast. Find that easily, no problem. Boom, bop, out. Find it over on Twitch, K-O-T-R underscore podcast. You can watch that from there live every Wednesday night, 8 a.m. Oh, I was about to say 8 a.m. No, we don't do that here. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, pre-show, half an hour before. And they tell some funny stories over there, of course. Uh, the one I, of course, I always refer to is the $1,000 steak that Mr. Will Terry shook in his boy's head down in Miami. That was hilarious. I've seen the steak on the Discord. It is quite scrumptious, and I wish I had a little bit of that, a little bit of that show. Ooh, baby. Also... You can also check out the audio version of the podcast every Thursday on, of course, Anger.fm, Special Addict Radio, and all the other platforms we have it for a podcast. Also, make sure you check out the Fretzelmania podcast every single Friday to kick off your weekend in proper YLP fashion, as you always should. Fretzelmania podcast, taking it back 20 years ago, of course, talking about this week's episode, I believe he's talking about uh, Randy Orton's debut in WWE, as well as many other things. Check out these episodes of the podcast on WrestleMania Radio, the cure of the common wrestling podcast. Let's get into the news here. As we head over to sportskeeda.com, let's get into it. A very sad state of affairs. Wrestling veteran details why Stone Cold Steve Austin is the only person fans are excited to see from a previous Aldar. Former WWE head writer, Vince Russo, feels Stone Cold Steve Austin in his storyline with Kevin Owens is the only raw angle that has fans excited for WrestleMania. Kevin Owens caught Stone Cold Steve Austin's attention when he kept running his mouth about Texas and his hate for the Lone Star State. Owens, in fact, invited Austin to AT&T Stadium so he could embarrass the Texan in front of his home crowd. Austin accepted the challenge and announced that he would lay a beat down on Owens at WrestleMania. On this week's episode of Sports Kita's Wrestling's Legion of Raw, Russo mentioned that the most compelling storyline for WrestleMania from the red brand was the KO show, featuring Stone Cold Steve Austin. He argued that WWE was in a sad state because Austin was past his prime, but the company is leaning on him in order to get the fans into the building, saying, quote, Bro, what is coming out of the Raw brand that people want to see? It's Austin. If you asked everybody in that arena from the Raw side, what are you looking forward to most at WrestleMania? They would say Steve Austin. And that's a very sad state of affairs. I mean, you're relying on a guy whose heyday was 20 years ago. He's not even wrestling a match. Just being part of an interview segment and that's the strongest element from the Raw side? Wow. Somebody's not doing their job. End quote. Raw started off this week with the crowd popping for Stone Cold's entrance music, but instead of the Texas Rattlesnake, it was Kevin Owens who made his way to the ring. Kevin Owens replicated Stone Cold's mannerisms and catchphrases, instantly making him the most hated man in the building. KO went off on a tirade against Austin and declared that he would humiliate the WWE Hall of Famer at the showcase of the Immortals. Stone Cold didn't appear on Monday, but it's fair to assume he'll aim to get some revenge when he sees Owens at WrestleMania. And of course, using the quote from the article at H slash Steve Force Wrestling and that YouTube video, so I don't get sued. Okay, so is Vince Russo wrong for saying that Stone Cold Steve Austin? at least from the Raw side, is the most important thing on WrestleMania's card. I hate to say it, but yes, Russo is actually right in saying this. I mean, looking at the card, up and down, 
from the raw side of things, is there anything else bigger than the KO show taking place? Now, mind you, he did say from the raw side. He didn't say overall. He just said from the raw side of things, this is the biggest thing you have for WrestleMania for them. And looking at it and looking at the matches, and I don't really want to. I mean, the Raw Tag Team Championship, it's there. You know, it's there. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. I don't care. I don't. The only other thing that would rival this would be Edge versus AJ Styles. I mean, the most. I mean, from the Raw side, Edge versus AJ Styles would be up there with the KO show. And some people would probably say Edge versus AJ Styles is bigger than Stone Cold versus KO, like Stone Cold on the KO show, because that's an actual match. So yeah, I mean, is he right in saying it's the most important? Yeah, for the most part, because they've hyped it up to be. Edge versus AJ Styles, honestly, oh, should easily overshadow anything that the KO show is gonna do. From the Raw side. It should. But surprisingly. To me. At least to me. It's not. And that's sad. That's a very sad thing. And we've we've said this. I'm sure. I'm not the only podcaster in the fucking world. That said this before. When you bring in the part time guys. You're taking away spots from the full timers. But also utilizing them because you need to uh, to get a pop, to get some ratings, to get a little bit more cashola in the bank account in WWE. Goldberg, for example. Why? Why are we using it? We don't. He doesn't need to come back. He's done. He should be done. You give him. You give him more than enough money to make sure he's straight for him and the rest of his family for at least another few generations. You know what I mean? So yeah, he's good. You know what I'm saying? I would say people would say, you know, John, John Cena coming back. As much as they want him back, I personally don't. Unless it's gonna be a match that's actually meaningful. Edge versus AJ Styles is fucking monument. Should be looked at as one of the more monumental WrestleMania matches ever. It's something we've been clamoring for ever since Edge came back. We've wanted Edge versus AJ. You know, especially after the Rollins feud. We wanted AJ Styles versus Edge. Finally got it. Great. But this should be the one Raw match everybody should be talking about. Because everything else, I mean, is, is just there. I mean, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair would ha- should have some height. But it's not the biggest Raw thing you have from the Raw side. It's not. It's not. I wish it was, but it's not. But they've been really hyping this up. And they've been really getting this popping. And I personally... Even for myself, I wouldn't... I mean, I love me some Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's one of my top five favorite wrestlers ever, period. But he didn't need to come back. He didn't. Honestly, you could have had a no-holds-barred match between Owens and Rollins. I've been perfectly happy with that. Why? Because it's a match people are willing to see from the raw side. Because then, people will be clamoring about which match was better between KO and Rollins and Edge and AJ. You're welcome. I expect my check in the mail, WWE, even though you haven't sent me shit. But as it stands right now, most important Raw angle, yeah. KO, KO Stone Cold has been the most important Raw angle. It sucks because Hitch vs. AJ does have an argument. And that's sad. I mean, Vince Russo's not wrong in saying it's a sad state of affairs when you're relying on guys like Stone Cold to actually come back 20 years 
after their prime to do a segment just to get some pop. I've said it plenty of times. It's not a good look. I've said it. You know, it should be focused on the matches themselves. Not, I mean, yeah, you have your segments, but it should, this shouldn't be the most important thing from the Raw side. Edge versus AJ should be the most important thing from the Raw side. KO and Rollins, if they were, if that was the actual match, should have been something that's very important. But they've made this segment important. That's why they're putting it in the main event and not Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Because they know it's going to get a pop. I mean, I've said this plenty of times. Part-timers can be used sporadically. Just not on a what they would say, what WWE has done and just made it on a weekly basis. The only part-timer I'm actually okay with right now is Brock Lesnar. Because I know what the outcome, for the most part, is going to be. But I'm concerned that, you know, Edge versus AJ may not get the hype, didn't get the hype it deserved. It's a big match. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. This is big time. This is huge. But this should be getting top billing in terms of that. Since the WWE Championship, the Raw's top championship is being pretty much used over in SmackDown. You have to give me something that's going to be worthwhile. Edge versus AJ, if it got enough hype, actually would have been that match. And I would have been like, hell fucking yeah, let's do that shit. Do that shit. Do that shit. Do it. But it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs. And Russo's not wrong on that front. All right? Let's get that one thing straight. Let's head over to some more happy news. So we'll end these two. Well, happy note and then unfortunate. But it's still a happy note to me. Shad Gaspard, to be the recipient of this year's Warrior Award. I woke up yesterday morning and found out the news and was quite happy with who it was. And then I went over to JTG's Instagram and was also happy about the result. So let's get into it from Joseph Kostecki. WWE has announced that Chad Gaspard will be the recipient of this year's Warrior Award during this year's Hall of Fame ceremony. When swimming with his son in May of 2020, the pair were caught in a strong grip current. Gaspard then tragically lost his life after instructing lifeguards to save his son before him. WWE's statement on Gaspard's posthumous entrance into the Hall of Fame reads as follows, and I quote, Chad Gaspard has been posthumously named the recipient of the 2022 Warrior Award. Named after WWE Hall of Famer, the Ultimate Warrior, the Warrior Award is presented to an individual who has exhibited unwavering strength and perseverance and who lives life with the courage and compassion that embodies the indomitable spirit of the Ultimate Warrior. This was first reported by FoxSports.com. The Warrior Award presentation will be part of the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony Friday, April 1st at American Airlines Center in Dallas as part of WrestleMania Week. The event will stream live exclusively on Peacock in the U.S. and the WWE Network everywhere else. A larger-than-life superstar with boundless charisma, Shad, Shad passed away on May 17, 2020. While swimming with his son, the pair got caught in a strong current in Venice Beach, California. In a heroic act of love, the concerned father instructed lifeguards to save his son before himself and disappeared soon after. Days later, his passing was confirmed. He was 39 years old. Shad's bravery and selflessness will be honored next Friday with the 2022 Warrior Award as part of the 2022 WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony, end quote. Shad Gaspard is the eighth name to receive the Warrior Award. Previous winners of the awards are as follows. Connor McCallick, Joan London, Eric LeGrand, Jarius J.J. Robertson, Sue Atchison. Uh, Atch- Atchison, I'm sorry. Titus O'Neil, and finally Rich Herring. 
You can keep up with all the wrestling news, of course, uh, e-wrestling news, almost at ESPN. But, for me personally, this is a very solid choice for the Warrior Award. I remember covering this situation when it happened, around May of 2020. And I remember it was a sad, it was a sad moment. Um, I remember, uh, I believe WWE did a, did a little thing for Shad Gaspar. And of course, for those of you who may not know, this man was a member of Crime Time with JTG, um, who is now on the indie scene. Um, seeing the post from JTG and seeing him, you know, post of the Shad, his boy, Shad Gaspar got the award. Um, I was very, very thankful and happy that they chose him to be a part of the, um, the, the festivities of the Wall of Fame. It's a shame that, you know, he is not with us uh, any longer. It stinks, you know, but he he as a father did the one thing important, make sure his son stayed alive. And, you know, unfortunately, he took his life and sacrificed his, his own life in order to make sure he saved his sons. That is, for me as a man, commendable and should be commended. And I think the WWE really did a proper job in choosing this year's award winner um, and have it be Shad Gaspard. I, like I said, I remember covering this. I remember talking about it. I was very upset that day. I was very sad about, um, you know, Shad taking his own life, but in order to save his sons. And that's, like I said, commendable and always will be. Um, I know there will be questions about who will be induct- should induct him into the Hall of Fame, and the only person that should do it is JTG. No other person on the planet. That was his boy. They were tag partners. They were tag partners in OVW when he was Shad Gaspard and the Neighbor Hoodie. That's a little fun fact of this week for y'all. Yeah, I remember that. Because I kept up with OVW stuff. For like a hot minute. But JTG is the only person I can think of that should and only induct him. Unless it's a family member, then perfect. That's fine. Perfectly fine. I'm okay with that. His son should be, if there was another choice, his son should be the one to induct him. And if, if you know, if, if that, those are the only two personally I can think of to be properly inducting him into the Hall of Fame. And inducting him for the award. That, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it sucks, you know, but he was a brave, you know, bravery and selflessness saved his son's life. And that will always be seen as heroic and commendable, especially for me personally, you know, a selfless act, you know, and we miss him dearly and Shad Gaspar, you know, wherever you may be in the world, you know, congratulations, brother. And you will be inducted properly. I know that to be true. 100%. And congratulations to Shad. And hopefully, you know, he gets his proper send-off into the Hall of Fame. We miss you. Rest in peace, brother. And finally, to end this week's episode of the YLP Podcast, we found out yesterday, WWE legend Triple H announcing his in-ring retirement following a heart scare from Ryan Satin over at SpockSports.com. WWE legend Triple H, a.k.a. Paul Levesque, says he'll never wrestle again after suffering a heart scare that nearly took his life, announcing his retirement on Friday. Speaking with Stephen A. Smith on on ESPN's... It wasn't first take, mind you, idiot. It was Stephen A.'s world. If you have ESPN+, Plus, you can find it over there, but I'm sure it was part of it on first take. 
The 14-time WWE World Champ detailed the scary cardiac event he suffered in December, which began with viral pneumonia and inflamed lungs. Things then got increasingly worse when his wife Stephanie McMahon noticed the wrestler coughing blood. He probably visited a doctor to identify the problem. Once there, Levesque learned he had fluid in his lungs and around his heart. As he explained Friday, he was roughly at 30% ejection fraction when the number weight is 60 or 65. The WWE star was then told to get to an emergency room ASAP, and that's where he learned the rate was dropping at an alarming rate. Saying, quote, I was nosediving, and sort of at the one-yard line of where you don't want to be for your family and your future. There's moments in there where, when they're putting you out for stuff, you think, is this it? Do you wake up from this? That's tough to swallow, end quote. Only a small portion of the interview was shown on First Take this morning. The rest will actually be streaming. Uh, came out later on uh, on Friday. So you can check the full episode out over on ESPN Plus if you do have it. But the clip concluded with Triple H being asked about the future of his in-ring career. Without hesitation, Triple H said, it's over. Saying, I will never wrestle again. Before admitting that he now has a defibrillator in his chest and doesn't want to go out on live TV. The 52-year-old wrestling legend has been a mainstay in WWE since signing with the company in the mid-90s. As Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He's been part of the Generation X evolution, the authority, and has been involved in countless memorable moments over the years. He was also pivotal in launching the original NXT brand and was responsible for bringing talent into the company, such as Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Finn Balor, and more. Triple H's return from injury in 2002 inside of Madison Square Garden to this day will go down as one of the biggest pops in WWE history. And yes, the fuck it was. That pop rivaled Austin's back in, I think it was like 98. When he, when he came out, woo, that was a pop. But this was also a pop. Triple H is returning, uh, I believe that, I believe from his quad, double quad injury, if I'm not mistaken, he pop, he fucked up his quad. Bird. I'm not sure if it was one or both, but yeah, it was, it was gnarly, dude. Levesque is additionally WWE's executive vice president of global talent and strategy, but it was not said if he ret- eventually returned to that role. We here at Fox Sports send our best to the game. Triple H, the game. No, but seriously, let's get Triple H. Um, we found out this announcement yesterday morning at the same time. Around the same time, pretty much, we found out with Shag Gaspard's um, induction, technically into the Hall of Fame with the Warrior Award. This, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say this is an asshole. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunately inevitable. That's what I'll describe it as. Unfortunately inevitable. That Triple H was gonna leave. That was gonna retire. I mean, when you when you have a a scare like that, you know, that'll make you think about some things in life. And lucky for you know himself, his family, WWE into the WWE universe. Excuse me. You know. We found out about this. My first thought was he's done. Without hesitation, he is. Um, I said to myself, "Yeah, he's 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 no longer going to compete." But man, what a run! What a hell of a career he's had. Coming out in like ninety five, ninety six, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, former Intercontinental Champion, feud with The Rock early on, then become part, becoming one of the part of the biggest stables in wrestling history in Degeneration X. You know, and coming out to, you know, my time, all that stuff, the matches he had with Shawn Michaels, you know, evolution, 
which was insanely one of the fan, most more fantastic fashions WWE has ever pretty much put together. Sorry, Mark Jindrak, wasn't your time, bro. Um, you know the authority angle had the wrong guy in it. In Seth, could have had Roman in there. I promise you, it would have been better. Um, but Triple H is probably is one of my favorite wrestlers ever, hundred percent. Um, and then of course, maybe you like him even more with NXT and built NXT uh, to be one of the best brands in the world until last year when Vince McMahon decided to turn it into fucking Nickelodeon. I digress. Triple H is undoubtedly one of the best wrestlers, in my opinion, ever. I mean, you were in a damn stable with fucking Ric Flair, for God's sake. Like, come on, bro. Him, Batista, Rick, and Randy. What a stable that was. Generation X, that was my childhood, dude. That was my fucking childhood. And, you know, it sucks for, to end a career the way that he has had. But what a career he has had. No doubt he will be in the Hall of Fame, hands down. He will become a two-time Hall of Famer. Without doubt, I, don't, I mean, maybe next year, possibly. I don't think they'll put him in this year. I don't think they'll put him in this year. It wouldn't make, wouldn't make any sense. It's Texas. If you're doing it in California, it has a little bit, it has a little bit more swing. Um, but yes, Triple H will be undoubtedly a Hall of Famer without question. Um... After hearing about this, he already has certified himself as a Hall of Famer, especially with NXT. Um, In-ring career alone, absolutely Hall of Fame worthy, for sure. Um, don't be surprised if they put The Rock in there, too, just putting it out there. Um, me, personally, it sucks. You know, because this is Triple H we're talking about. You know, a, a defibrillator, he has to live with that for the rest of his days. That's That's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to do. But, you know... Congratulations to Triple H, Paul Levesque, on, an, on a wonderful career. On a wonderful career. Not the Kane versus Undertaker match you had back at Saudi with Shawn Michaels a, a few years back, but that's neither here nor there besides the point. What it is, is Triple H had a hell of a career, built up one of the, at, until at least last year, the best brand in WWE, providing, produ, providing in mentoring the true future or should be the future of WWE with, you know, Seth and Roman and, you know, Moxley. He was part of it for a hot minute. Um, you know, Biggie, you know, pretty much the New Day minus Kelvin Kingston, um, two thirds of the New Day, you know, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Bailey, Sasha, Becky, Charlotte. Yes, yes. Deal with it. It's the four hearts women. Shut up. Um, you know, just more talent upon more talent upon more talent, providing what WWE didn't do. Long-term storylines. Matches we can get invested in. Takeovers that were the stuff of legend and whooped ass every big four event chance they had. Triple H had a mind like none other. He saw the future. And gave us that. What a golden era he gave 2017 through 2019. Whew. That was an era. When you had talent like Gargano, like Champa, like Aleister Black, you had Bobby Roode, 
you know, you had, you know, Andre Cien Almas, you had Drew McIntyre, you had all these names coming through the pipeline like it was nothing. Asuka, just all this talent and just all these wonderfully crafted storylines put together. You know, the introduction of the North American Championship, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, the Undisputed Era. Guys like Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, just, you know, the women's division couldn't have been hotter. The, you know, the mid card was insane. The tag team division was just popping. The Dusty Rhodes tag team classic. Like, you had all this shit, and it was just beautiful. Triple H was part of that. Triple H is that brainchild of that. Without Triple H, we never would have had NXT in the fucking first place. Well, the wrestling version, not the game show version that, you know, we don't really care about and we don't speak of in, in, in our house. But, hell of a career. Hell of a career for a Triple H. Um, glad to see he's getting better and getting in better health. And, you know, it sucks. But at some point, we knew it was time for him to go. And that's legitimately true. The cardiac arrest, put that aside. We knew Triple H didn't really have much left and didn't have a reason to come back in the first place. So, as Forrest Gump would say, and I'm going to end this episode on this, that's all I have to say about that. That, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude episode 327 of the YLP Podcast. When we come back, we're going to close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 328 of the YLP Podcast. See you in a bit. That's going to be it for episode 327 of the YLP Podcast. As always, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast, Whenever I decide to have fucking post, apparently, you can find me over on Twitter at YL Perspective. That's capital Y-L-P Perspective. Okay. Find me over on Instagram at Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective. You can also find me on Facebook. Just simply search for, I believe, I believe now it's, nope, it's still Young Lions Perspective Podcast. I will change it at some point if I decide to ever go on Facebook, which is... And that's the other side of the point. Follow me on all those platforms. Stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast. Also, make sure you uh, join the Discord. Again, go to Attic underscore Wrestle. Hit the click, uh, click on the link tree thing. Hit the Discord invite. You can talk to me on there. You can say hello. All that good stuff. I do talk on there from time to time. So yes, go on the Discord as well. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media. You know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, doing on WhatsApp, Telegram, um, Getter, Truth Social, you know, message it to your friends, do a text message, slide in your friends' DMs and send it. I don't care how you do it, just do it. And also make sure you do it with the rest of the Special Attic Radio family, because that's how we get down. Because with the Kings of the Rings podcast, the Fretzelmania podcast, and of course the YLP podcast, we here at Wrestle Attic Radio strive to give you the very best in quality professional wrestling podcast entertainment to be the best of the best the cream of the crop the top of the pops to stand on top of mount olympus and to let you know that we are here 
and to be then, now, and forever the alternative for professional wrestling podcasts. And just so you know, we are here to stay. Now, of course, you're, you may be listening to this podcast on anchor.fm slash online perspective. And for that, I thank you. But if you're not, I'm sure everybody has their favorite podcast platform to listen to. But we are not just simply on anchor.fm slash online perspective. We are on anchor.fm slash radio over on ambiguous podcast solutions.com. Shout out to Will Terra Shook running the whole operation. Okay, part of the operation, not the whole thing. But it is his thing. And shout out to Will for that. Also, you can find us, of course, on Amazon Music and Audible. Shout out to them as well for showing the love and support. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, pretty much Overcast, CastBox FM, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. Search for the YLP Podcast, the Kings and the Rings Podcast, and of course, the Fretzelmania Podcast across all these different platforms. Show some love, comment, rate five stars, voice message, all that good stuff. Because we love you, that's why. I believe that will fulfill my obligations and all that good stuff for this week. Going to go over to the judges to ensure I have done so. Look into the country of Italy. I believe I am getting the thumbs up and uh, offering a glass of wine. Anywho, so, as y'all know, hmm, next week, episode 328, it's WrestleMania week. Yes, it is WrestleMania week. Oh, joy, it is WrestleMania week. But I'm not going to be doing this excursion alone. I believe, if I'm, if I'm right, I haven't locked in for at least the next two weeks. My buddy, a good friend of mine, a former Wrestling With Issues co-host, Nick Dooling, will be, should be showing up for next week's episode. We're basically going to be talking about WrestleMania, reviewing it, you know, previewing it, making predictions, and talking a lot of smack as we go. That's what you got looking forward to. Of course, you know... You know, news discussion, all that stuff. But this is basically basically going to be about all about WrestleMania. Should be fun. Should be a good time. I can't wait because it's been a while since Nick's been on the show. And uh, yeah, I kind of want to see where he is at now that we are literally on the precipice of the showcase of Immortals. Other than that, guys, all I want you to do is enjoy your weekend. Enjoy it. Do it, enjoy it, love it, live, love it, get some ice cream, go out to a bar, you know, hang out with a few friends, meet up with some old, old, old gang, you know, all that stuff. Enjoy yourself. Make sure you do it responsibly, of course. Take that Lyft or Uber home to ensure you don't get a five-figure, uh, you know, bill on uh, certain things you're going to have to deal with. Promise you on that, you know. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your time. Enjoy your week. Have a very productive week. Have a kick-ass week. Do awesome things. Love to hear from you about those awesome things somewhere down the line. Uh, you can do that with an email over at younglionsperspective at gmail.com if you ever want to have any questions, comments, concerns about today's episode or any of the other episodes of the YLP podcast. I'm rambling too much. I need to get the hell out of here. Guys, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your week, and I'll see you guys right back here April 2nd for the WrestleMania edition, episode 328 of the YLP podcast. See you! This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.